This is the Shape America podcast, hosted by Colin Brooks and Matt Pomeroy, making 50 million strong by 2029. Welcome to the Shape America podcast. I'm your host, Matt Pomeroy, and excited to bring you another uh, awesome episode of the Shape America podcast here coming up. Um, again, we're going to get this Jump Rope for Heart and Hoops for Heart podcast going here in just a, a moment, and our panelists on this show are really going to share some great insights into the why and, of course, the how of putting on a jump rope for heart and hoops for heart event. But, you know, first let's take a look at just some of the other great things going on with Shape America, uh, you know, really as of today. So first off, like, it's a great time to register to join us for the Shape America National Convention and Expo. And the premier professional development event for health and physical education professionals will take place in Nashville March 20th through the 24th. That's right. The National Convention and Expo will be held in Music City. Stephen Ritz, he's an educator and innovator, will keynote Wednesday's general session. Get ready to be electrified. He's known to inspire his audiences as to what is possible when we have hope and when we're resilient. An internationally celebrated educator, Ritz has transformed students' lives through his Green Bronx machine. It's a school-based model that is helping students thrive by teaching them how to grow, cook, eat, and share the rewards of their green classroom. Thursday, Olympic gold medalist Benita Fitzgerald Mosley. Did you hear that? Gold medalist. Uh, Again, we'll kick off the day keynoting the general session. The chief executive officer of uh, Loris Sport for Good Foundation will discuss using sport to improve the health, education, employment, and social cohesion of disadvantaged youth around the world. Make your case to attend with Shape America's Justification Toolkit. Inside, you'll find the funding ideas, a template letter to use when reaching out to your supervisor, and talking points on how this national convention experience will improve your teaching and lead to better learning in the classroom. You can find the toolkit on the convention website as well as the preliminary schedule. Early bird ends February 7th. Start your planning. Head to the convention. Uh, convention.shapeamerica.org to register today and we're hoping to see you in Nashville. All right, don't forget, Shape America's got a lot of great webinars and online courses. They're on demand anytime, anywhere. And the new Shape America Online Institute makes it easy for K-12 health and physical educators to earn and track professional development contact hours. Take advantage of self-paced, effective professional development on your timetable. Speaking of webinars, um, it's probably going to have happened by this point in time, but just wanted to throw it out there. December 6, 2007, it was deliberate practice for coaches, strategies for pursuing expertise in teaching sport. Uh, Definitely a great look and a, a great insight in that webinar. So um, if you caught it, that's awesome. If you didn't, make sure you can go back and you can always watch later on. 
And that brings us to podcasts, trying to do as many great things as we possibly can on this show. Again, this is December. We're bringing you this Jump Rope for Heart and Hoops for Heart podcast. We will have another action-packed podcast. We're really enjoying putting those on. Um, Colin and myself and Stephanie are going to be reflecting, as always, and uh, got some really good feedback on that. And uh, January, we're going to start to look at technology and PE, so it's going to be uh Another awesome conversation on, you know, good high quality education, uh, health and physical education and best practices with using that technology um, within those classrooms. So, all right, last but not least, don't forget, if you want to ask us questions or give us any feedback, again, feel free to email us at podcast at shapeamerica.org. We will always enjoy hearing your thoughts. And if you do like the show, we really appreciate you going to iTunes and, and just leave us a rating there. Um, it just means a lot. And, uh, you know, we'd really love to share your thoughts about on the show on the next podcast. So we'll take a look at those ratings. We'll look for something that somebody wrote up and uh, love to give you a big shout out on the show. So uh, don't forget to do that. It means a lot. Uh, thanks for considering. Hey, I've said enough. On to the show. Hey there, we're bringing you part two of the Jump Rope for Heart and Hoops for Heart podcast. On part one, our panel of guests showcased all the reasons why we should be doing Jump Rope for Heart and Hoops for Heart, and we're going to kick it off with a how for part two. So that's our common theme for part two. Again, we've got three panelists with us, including Tyler from New York, Penny from Wisconsin, and Ashley from Texas. And again, they're going to take us through how and everything with the how-to and with Jump Roll for Heart and Hoops for Heart. So without further ado, let's get going. Let's get into the how. I mean, let's let's take it the next step further here. Um, let's continue the conversation because I'm always interested in, in that how as well. So uh, maybe a little just story as to like how you got started with Jump Rope for Heart, Hoops for Heart, um, how you, you know, just kind of decided to to go for it and, and to do it. Um, I still remember with my student teacher or when I was student teaching with my cooperative teacher, just the banners that were hanging up there, you know, within her gym all across were just very intriguing to me. And I wasn't teaching at the point in time where there was a jump rope for heart event, but there was a lot of questions because uh, it wasn't something I learned about in college. So uh, how'd you, how'd, how did you all get started? So I mean, I, I taught three years before I started Jump Rope for Heart. Um, I'm now in my eighth year for Jump Rope for Heart this year. But I was like you. So I, I came into a school, and the teacher before me had taught there for 36-plus years, and it was a norm for them. And so here I was coming into a brand-new school. I mean, I was not a I was a kind of a rookie teacher and the kids are like well when's jump rope for heart and I'm like I I don't even <laughs> I have no clue I don't know when it is you know so um our first year was a little rocky uh but after that I mean American Heart Association guides you through 
every little tiny detail. So um, they helped me through it. But yeah, it was it was a little rocky for me in the beginning. Like I guess all first year goers of Jump Rope for Heart. But um, the more you do it, the more comfortable you feel, and um, it just gets better each year. Uh, yeah, I think that's one thing that we want to be really clear on is if it's your first year out there, oh, you start small. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Yeah. start with, oh, this is my favorite class. I'm going to start with my favorite because then you can just like hold everything together. Or maybe you want to just roll it out with one grade level because you want to get your feet underneath you, right? You don't start by, by, oh my God, just, you know, taking off the biggest bite that you could ever get your hands on. But you know, start small and start simple. And just like Ashley said, just just let it grow from there. You'll find how you can grow it in your own school, in your community. Yeah, this is Tyler again. It's funny, I'm on the Joint Projects Committee, I'm on this podcast, but I can look back and uh, I'm old enough that I had principals tell me that you can't, you can't do any fundraising. And I went to the current school that I've been at for 20 years and principal told me just that, that I couldn't do it. Uh, my teaching partner actually found a way to do it, utilizing the, the Parent Teacher Association as the collectors of the money as the kids entered into the school building on the days that we have our events. So the money was not in our hands, it was, it was in, you know, the, the Parent Teacher Association collected for us. And the principal allowed that. And actually, my teaching partner started the program with half of the classes. She piloted it the first year. I didn't have anything to do with it. The next year, we did it together. And um, I didn't want to do anything that the principal wouldn't like. And once he saw that it could work the way she had worked out, she was far more creative than I was. And we got it going. <laughs> And each year it built from that, uh, from, from that level up. And, uh, yeah, starting small is the way to do it. And here we are, you know, the, our 13th year. We're, our kids are so into it, they're, they're going to be upset if we're not the number one elementary school <laughs> in the nation for a combined event. I mean, that's, where, that's how it can grow, but you got to start small. The bar has been raised. <laughs> Uh, you know, I just want to throw out the, the cool part is that, like, you can do whatever you want, like you guys are saying. Like, it doesn't have to be all first grade and at the same time, all fifth grade, a night event. Like, it can be anything you want. And I think that's the coolest part about it. Um, it could be one class at one time and, and roll through the whole day or the whole week or whatever. And there's so many different ways to do it, which I think makes it really intriguing and uh, really flexible. There, You know, there's no right way, there's no wrong way. I think another thing that people need to know is you can customize this to whatever you need to do in your school. I, it's just like this conversation that I sit down with my youth market director and just put together what my summit view plan is going to be. And my co-teacher and I just sitting there with our youth market director and seeing where, where do we need coverage? Where do we need to put things? How are we going to package this all together? What is it going to look like? And when she walks out of there after that hour meeting, we know what is going to be happening. And then we can spend a couple months getting ourselves ready and prepared so that January 3rd, when that rolls around pretty soon, we can kick that off. Um, another thing I really want to touch on is we, we talk about Jump Rope for Heart and Hoops for Heart, but I don't want anyone to believe that it just has to be about jumping rope or it has to be about a basketball. It really 
it started with being passionate about something, being do something that you're good at and do it well and do it at a really high out of this world level and just let that be your event. And if you call it your jump rope for heart event, then call it that. But just do what you do really well. I mean, if you want to have, Matt, what were you talking about? A three-on-three basketball and um, uh, you had yoga. I'm trying to think what else you said that you had there. Yeah, I mean, ours ended up being like a wellness, so it was a, it was an option of a three on three basketball tournament, and they ended up playing for hours. And other than that, like a pickleball or badminton or spike ball, or maybe you did a bunch of outdoor games like cornhole. Um, maybe you did something for a teacher event. Um, you can call anything, you know, a, a thon. You can have a walkathon, a danceathon, a zumbathon. You. Know, you could have your black light event. You could do a disco night. You know, just don't let the what stop you because you can just, you know, we're PE teachers. We, we can do anything active, and that's the beauty of it. So then you give that, that community service option to the rest of your or to your, to your group, and you just, you just let it roll. You know, it's all about that healthy heart message, and we're all moving, and we're moving for the right reasons. Yeah, Stephanie, I think that's what's going on at the middle school level. It really can be, I've heard of, of uh, obstacle courses being set up as an event. Um, I've also heard of scavenger hunts. Um, it can be focused on volleyball. It can be focused on basketball. You can ta- It takes on a lot of different... Uh, types of activities, at, especially at the middle school level, and uh, to motivate the kids uh, to be able to participate in in this and in, in the way that they're passionate about participating. Definitely, um, it's funny you mentioned that because when we were contacted this year, my uh, two assistant principals were well. One of them was a little bit more hesitant towards the jump rope end of it. Whereas the other one was kind of, oh, well, the basketball um, side seems a little bit more of the middle school style. But I love that you guys mentioned that because I think you may have just grabbed a big, bu- a big, huge bunch of phys ed teachers that are a little bit hesitant to do this because of the jump roping aspect and especially at the middle school level. So that's really cool that you just mentioned that. And um, coming off of a cup stacking event that I did, um, this week, or this, or I'm sorry, last week, um, you can totally do it with cup stacking because cup stacking, you don't need to be, you know, standing and moving your hands. You can totally make it active. You can have relay races. You can have um, different games. You can have uh, builders and bulldozers with co- with cups or for whatnot. You can add different um, types of activities. So I'm really really glad you mentioned that and. Um, it, it's definitely going to open a lot of doors for a lot of phys ed teachers around the nation. Um, so, Penny, thanks so much for mentioning that. So, I hear you. Step one, start small. And as Ashley said, <laughs> hold hands with the American Heart Association because they will walk <laughs> you through the process. Now, next step, how do we get everybody on board as far as um, – months leading up to the event how do you let your parents know how do you let your school know how do you get the hype up at your school months leading up to the event 
Well, this is Ashley. I am the extremist. So, I mean, when it was dogs, I was in a dog costume at carpool. And so they knew, oh, jump rope for hearts coming. And then zoo animals, <laughs> all my carpool kids had zoo hats on. So they knew like, oh, something's going to happen. So just getting them a little excited. But the main thing with um, getting everyone involved is you have to communicate with them. Communication is the number one key to making your school successful. You have to make sure your administrators know, your, your teachers know, you're communicating with them constantly, your parents. So put them in newsletters. Put it on, like I have a PE Facebook page. It goes on that. I send home stuff in kids' folders. Like the more you communicate with the parents, the more they're going to buy in or they're just tired of you talking about it and they're just like, okay, well, now we better get on board because uh, she won't stop talking about it. (laughs) But um, the crazier you act and the more like you get excited about it, the kids a thousand times will be more excited about it if you are. Um, But the parents too. I mean, if they see how much you love this, organization American Heart and that how um, successful you want your school to be then the parents will buy in too. Yeah I think one other important point is you need to try to try to get the uh, support of your administration of your school. I think that's been a real key thing for us. Um, We had a new principal come in a couple years ago and it was when my teaching partner that had started the event at our school was moving on to a vice principal position. So um, the new principal coming in, uh, we had to kind of run ideas of things we wanted to do. And fortunately, the support that I got there really helped out a lot. And I know that in our state and also at the JPC, they're saying that one of the key things for an event to finish that starts is getting on the school calendar. It's important that you get that principal support, getting it on the school calendar, and uh, getting the support of people in your school community as well um, so that the event uh, continues to, uh, to be formed and you, you're able to follow through with the event with the support you have. Um, another thing that I do is I, I recruit team members and team helpers. And so I have like my broadcasting team. I have a team that puts together, I have t- two huge bulletin boards outside of the gym and I just take over both of them. Um, so on one side is where the kids get to put all their names up. It's out in the hall. Everybody walks by it every day to go to lunch, to music, to Fayed. Um, all the parents, when they come in, they walk past it, but they're really going to see like, what is the healthy message? We take a look at participants and you can see how many participants in a class. And that's like refreshed every week for six weeks. Um, and we, we look at how much money each class is bringing in and it's, it's on the bulletin boards. I have a newsletter crew. I have um, a crew that takes care of the cash donations and a crew that takes care of the online donations. And another thing that I do is I give out all those critters. Those critters go out every day. So anytime that there was a change in any mon- money coming in, those critters are, I call it the tattoos. They get their little... Um, Whoever earned it gets their initial on it and their class code. And then those are all delivered at lunch. Um, So we have critter tattooing and delivery teams. And then my PTO is all on board. Um, I try to make sure that my teachers, we're all on the same page as when the kids, kids get their critters at lunch, but when 
They come in from lunch recess and they're back in the classroom. The critters stay with the backpack, so that keeps the teachers happy. Um, you're, like Ashley was saying, you are out there. You are just excited and talking with your parents and making sure that, that we're doing it for the right reasons and it's not just about, oh, Johnny got this critter and that critter and that critter, but Johnny understands, well, these critters represent what, how we have helped somebody else and trying to personalize it back to we are helping others and that's what that critter means. We got to admit, I mean, I'm pretty pumped and I'm getting excited for all of your Jump Rope for Heart programs. <laughs> I mean, you guys are getting me fired up and ready to go. So um, lots of great excitement being built. Uh, good thought process as to that that plan of things that you know need to happen. And again, that American, American Heart Association really leads you through that well, coming up to it and giving you ideas on how to build excitement as well. So that, again, like Penny says, our meeting, maybe that, maybe even a little less, um, you know, they can definitely help kind of walk you through those things too and give you some good ideas. And I remember having that, you know, that daily countdown on the announcements, a little more old school than Penny's doing, but, uh, you know, it's just a healthy heart fact, uh, um, you know, a good tip from coming from kids and have that rotating through the classrooms as well. And I, need to get something like going at, at, at the intermediate school, um, you know, for, for the hoops of hoops for heart event and, and things like that. So, um, I think let's, we'll kind of jam pack these next two questions and let's go with the big question kind of being like, all right, let's start to talk us through your events. Like, what does it look like? How's it structured? Uh, what are you doing? Let's give us those details. And then, Let's kind of bring in like the parents and the community organizations as well. So if you've got parents helping out, if there are teachers helping out, like where are they kind of involved and how are they helping? And, um, you know, do you have community organizations that are donating things or uh, helping out in other ways and, and stuff like that? So um, I can I can literally see Stephanie's pen still on fire over there. So if you if you are listening along, uh, now's a great time to be jotting down some notes. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, but uh, yeah, jotting down some notes and, and getting some good ideas. So uh, one, two, three, go. <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll just say I like the formula that we've developed at this point. Again, it isn't something you might start with, but it's what we've worked up to a little bit. We have a, a about two weeks before we do a kickoff assembly, we have a pre-kickoff incentive where the kids, we try to get the kids to start getting excited about creating an online account and learning about the healthy messages. And um, that's, so that starts a couple weeks before our kickoff assembly. Uh, we do a school-wide kickoff assembly. So there you have to have the administrative support. The whole school body comes down to it. And uh, we involve different uh, people in our school uh, in that event, our music teacher prepares us, us, the kids with a song ahead of time. Our art teacher is, uh, they, we had a big mural that was done where everybody did thumbprints in the shape of a heart with paint. Um, and, it, and it was on a, a heart tree. And then our, our uh, library media specialist was doing stories on the human heart uh, with kids ahead of time. So people in the school get involved. We had music teachers. They actually did a live band to 
uh, with our, our instrumental music teachers got involved. Uh, one of them played a heartbeat uh, for one of the things, and then they did a live, uh, a, a live band where our principal and our assistant principal were actually rapping to a song about the heart um, <laughs> at, in the kickoff assembly. We introduced our heart hero, um, and then we actually, after the kickoff assembly, we introduced things more in class, and then, um, and then our event takes place in our classes. Um, so we do the, the events over two days throughout within our, our phys ed classes. And then we always plan a celebration assembly at the end, especially since we've gotten so big uh, with how the school's gotten into it. Our event involves four jump stations, four basketball stations, one healthy snack station, which we have orange slices that are donated from a local grocery store and cut up and they can have a few orange slices. One listen to the heartbeat station with stethoscopes. And then we have one where we borrow beanbag chairs from the library and they kick back and they watch a video of a, a jump demonstration group that's real amazing. So they get one station to kind of kick back and relax. And the kids love that formula. We alternate jump and hoops, and that's why ours is a combined event. Yeah, this is Ashley. Um, Tyler, we do something very similar to We do kind of three events. We have, um, the, uh, we have a pep rally at the end, and that's where – so I have about 15 incentives every year, like incentives where it's top online fundraisers or um, top class. We do the top grade. Uh, so it's, if we raise this certain amount of money, I mean, I've eaten beetles, I've gotten slimed, I've been pied in the face. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been, I've been saran wrapped and taped to a wall. And, um, so you heard it here. Now you, you heard it here. Now you know how it's yes. done. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so we, we, so at our big cap rally is when we do something really big. Um, last year we played, uh, eat it or wear it. So um, my coworker and I played Eat It or Wear It for the top 10 fundraisers. So that's where our pep rally, and that's for the whole school to see. But we do stations, just like you had mentioned, um, very similar to yours um, with just a few here or there changes for all the kids. And then, of course, the GLOW event. But the main thing is I, I couldn't get buy-in from my classroom teachers. And so, I mean, they're already so jammed packed with their curriculum and can't fit in all of their instruction time. So I was like, how am I going to get this buy-in from the teacher? So I did do the top class in the school. The teacher gets to leave at 11. And then one of us PE teachers cover for them the rest of the day. And then their, oh. class, their class gets to have a water <laughs> balloon fight. And so, I mean, it becomes a huge competition within our teachers. They all want to leave early. And then the, all the classes want to have water balloon fights, um, which is so fun for them because, you know, other kids will be at recess and they're watching all these kids have a water balloon fight. So the big thing is like getting a buy-in from your teachers because it's hard to get specials teachers, of course, music and art. They're, I mean, they're, they're willing to help, but our classroom is just so, they're so strict with their curriculum time from, you know, they, they don't have much time to add in, so how are we going to get them to buy in? So it's just something for the classroom teachers to get excited with also. I like it. So that's how you got your extra $45,000 from those teachers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We call them a goose pest. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. I mean, you have to get a, you got to get approval from your principal if you want to do that yeah. one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
I like it. Um, I have to say that that probably my event is not a very traditional event. This year it will be um, this big ball of of centers, but the centers will be all in regards to the Winter Olympics, the Scare Squad, and it will be a big glow glow theme. So the lights will be out for the whole week. And uh, just taking a look at how do you build a theme and activities around the Scare Squad. I know Matt is... Matt has seen my my creativity in in work, um, but I've, I'm blessed. I've, I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm lucky that I can. <laughs> but there will be probably 24, 25 different things for kids to do. There'll be fifty kids in the gymnasium at a time because it'll be double classes uh, with my teaching partner, and we will just take a look at those critters and the messages that they have, and then what do you? How can you tie that message to an Olympic, uh, Winter Olympic theme, and then how do you make that come to life with physical movement? I probably should say that I'm, I work at an integrated art school, so that the more messages that you can tie together with, with academics and with the messages of what kids are seeing in their daily life, the, the richer and the stronger the learning will be. So... You, you will walk in and people just like stand in the doorway with their mouth wide open and just look and look and look. And then they say, can I do this too? You know, when you have adults that step in the room and go, I want to play. That's the kind of event that, that I want to have. Um, and I also have PTO buy-in. So it doesn't matter whether you were a person who with your family decided that you weren't going to do a fund or do the community fundraising, you will still receive a, my PTO helps me buy prizes. So every one of my kids leaves with some sort of gift. And I try to tie it into the messages, um, one of the healthy messages from the critters. So, you know, you just take a look at like how, how many ways can you leave that day and when the kids get home, you make the conversation at the dinner table. That's what I want to be. I want to be the conversation at the dinner table. For those people listening that are new to Jump Rope for Heart, um, you know, you, the youth marketing director will come and do an assembly for you. Do, they, do y'all do that in other states besides Texas? Yep. And th- this year they have the 3D ride. Now for intermediate, I don't know if the kids would want to put on 3D glasses and, and watch a roller coaster ride. But for the elementary kids, this will be a great buy-in. I mean, they'll go through all the scare squad, but this uh, roller coaster ride is so much fun. And the kids can kind of see um, the experience that they'll have with Jump Up Heart this year. So uh, getting that, that assembly out in the beginning is really important. I, I and, like all that and, Tyler added to his assembly. I like that. It's some good stuff. And you know what? I, I was able to have a jump team come you know, at one point in time some years back. And I think the American Heart Association coordinator kind of set that up. But if, you know, if you're looking for another good way to kind of kick things off, uh, they brought in a jump team and they were absolutely amazing. Uh, and it was really cool to see again, that was about three weeks out, you know, when you wanted to start the fundraising and, and, and that type of stuff. So, um, I thought that was another great way to build excitement and even cooler if I could have some of my intermediate school students start to do some of that on their own too, and create some of those, uh, kind of routines and, and all those things. But, um, I guess I'm thinking as you guys are talking and I hear Penny say 50 kids, um, you know, at a time and double classes. 
when I used to run a jump rope for heart event at, at our primary school, uh, it would be one day and it'd be one day only. And I'd have like second grade had an hour time block and third grade had an hour time block. And that was their normal specials time. But I would take all the second graders out of all their specials and bring them in. So there's 100 to 120 kids in the gym. So I guess just real quick, is your event a one-day event? Is it a, a week-long event? Um, do you bring in multiple classes? Um, so Ashley, what are you doing for yours? So ours is a one-day event. So we have one anywhere day. from 100 to 100, 140 at a time. Okay. I know. I always like that excitement of that many people. It's, it was scary. Yeah. But <laughs> you know. Definitely love the excitement. So, Penny, how many days does yours last, or is it? it is it's it, all week. All week. Um, and all my classes come twice to that, and then I do a special. Do you guys have, like, PBIS yep. in your schools? So then I do a PBIS poll, and I pull in, um, well, that'd be another 100 kids that earn that special ticket to come in there for the third time. Oh, nice. And Tyler, how does yours look? Um, ours, uh, we see all of our kids over a two-day period, so we do them within their classes over two days. Okay. Very cool. And, and that. Sorry. And do any of you guys mix your grade levels? I know a teacher here in NorCal does kind of like a buddy system, so she pairs up grade levels, like olders with littles, and um, has some buy-in that way and um, gets the olders to help out the the little guys. Uh, mine are all matched up, but that's just because my co-teacher and I have a matched schedule. It's definitely a cool thought process, though. So Yeah, but so. I could definitely see those older kids spinning some ropes for the younger ones. Right, yes. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I've seen some of her videos, and that's um, she has kind of like a, a little... Like I mentioned, a buddy system. So you see in the pictures and the videos, the older spinning the ropes and guiding them through the jumps if they have any questions at the station. So it's it's a really cool setup that she has. I was just wondering if any of you uh, had the same setup or what your setup was like with the grade levels. That's a great idea. We actually have um, our PTA sets up a sign-up genius for our parents for us to help us out. We get about 10 parents per class and they come in, and the first stations we try to put them at are the where the orange slices are, the healthy snack station, and the listen to the heartbeat station first, and then they help out at some of the rope stations that are the long rope where it's a little more difficult, um, and the parents just love it, and uh, they're very eager to get involved, and they are always thanking us for being able to see their kids in action throughout that day, and uh, it, it is a great thing to have them involved, but I could see where students could do that just as nicely. Older students. Yeah, yeah big shout out to Willie Wilson up, north, up in Northern California. She does a great job and um, she puts on a, a good show at her school and with her parents and her community and her students. And it's just become this great thing. And, I, you know, it's, it's great. Um, but um, Matt, do you have any more questions before we move on? Um, I just wanted to throw out uh, just about my Hoops for Heart program, just for some of you that maybe are at that older age, uh, middle school, high school, like those types of things. Um, I kind of kind of struggled with it for a while. Uh, it had been run for quite some time, but it was uh, not everyone could always come or it was always offered as, a, as an option and some kids would come and some kids would still be in class and then 
teachers would be upset because, you know, 20, 30, 40 percent of the kids would be gone. And then they, it's like kind of lost instructional time. So I've, I finally I think I got it locked in the last couple of years and we do like a half day. And I always wait till March because we have a half day then. So as much as I'd like to do it in February, but um, end up just all seventh and eighth graders don't have class that day. Um, again, I teach about 215 of them. Uh I offered them a Google form and just said, hey, would you like to do hoops for heart and play like three on three basketball? Or would you like to do like a wellness day, a health and wellness day and, uh, you know, kind of rotate through these different stations and and stay healthy and fit that way. Um, And it was it was awesome because I I literally had like the exact number sign up for everything that I needed. So it worked out really well and um, had about. 80 or 90 that signed up for basketball and the other, you know, 110, 115, uh, signed up for the wellness day. And, uh, it was perfect. Uh, so I ran again, like a three on three basketball tournament for those 90 kids kind of set up in like an A league and a B league, just kind of dependent on skill level. And, um, uh, they got to play basketball for, you know, three, three consecutive hours and kind of went into a little, uh, elimination tournament and stuff like that. And, um, and again, no one was really eliminated till right at the end. But so they got to play a ton of basketball, and then everyone else, which I was most excited about, the wellness day, and it was there was like a fitness group that came in, like a community organization that ran a station um, in in a classroom, and then a yoga instructor came in. We did a little bit of mindfulness and meditation and jazzercise, and Zumba was like the biggest hit, which was cool. Um, a little bit of like taekwondo and karate, and uh, we had a nutritionist come in as well. So. Uh, it was a huge hit. Everybody loved it. Um, you know, it kind of got the best of both worlds, that physical activity side and a lot of different physical literacy types of things, um, you know, that maybe they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be exposed to. Um, and then those that just loved basketball came and played basketball and had a blast. And again, we all tied it into the heart health and the American heart association. So, uh, that was my final winning combination, I think, for, you know, for middle schoolers. They, they thoroughly enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it as an instructor and uh, had a ton of fun. And, of course, there's always a teacher team playing, teacher basketball, team playing basketball, too, basketball. so you've got, you've got to have that. <laughs> right? You've got to have that. So I did get a chance to play a little bit of basketball. So good times, but that's it for me, Stephanie. So I try not to talk because I'm overshadowed by everybody else, but I learn I learned so much and that's why I'm on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Now, I, I mean, I love hearing all of your formulas. It's, it's amazing and how it all kind of molds into your, your own uh, sites and it looks different at every site because we all have different schools, different kids you know, a lot of differences. So it just fits right into your communities and your schools. And I love that. Just, it's, it's the same event, but it's ran in so many different ways. And that's the cool part. I I love that. Um, Now, if you were to give one piece of advice, or you were to mention a key to a long lasting program um, for any starters or any veterans out there running this event, what would it be? Well, I think, uh, this is Tyler, I, I think the, um, the, a big thing is to not let it be too burdensome on you. you got to believe in this and be able to feel you can manage it as a coordinator. Um, I think you got to not be afraid to ask for help. Um, one of the big things that's helped in our school is, uh, and I think I, I heard this a little through what Penny shared, 
But our we go up to fifth grade. We're a K to five building, and our uh, it just so happened that our administrative team wanted to have the fifth grade classes act as leaders in the school building, and it was something that we really needed. And so one of we have one class dedicated to making the morning announcements, uh, making posters and putting them up around the building. And we have another class that is assigned to assembling the, the thank you gifts, uh, which was the lanyards in the past. This year it's the carabiners. And printing out, they actually print out all the names on the stickers by class for us so that when somebody raises and they want to put their sticker up in the hall, we don't have to do it all. And the kids love helping out. We give them the box of things, and it comes back that afternoon with a lot of smiles, and they just loved being able to help out with it. And it makes it so so much less burdensome on the coordinators to do it. You just you got to be reasonable with what you can do, and you got to not be afraid to ask for help. Um, as as far as making it last, I have to say that um, as Jump Rope for Heart State Coordinator, it's, I don't want to say it's my job to, to recognize and be a cheerleader for all of the coordinators in Wisconsin. It's my honor to be excited for them and to share and celebrate with them the great work that they have done for Wisconsin and for Jump Rope for Heart as a nation. These people put in so many hours of volunteerism, and they do it because it's the right thing to do, and they do it because it's their job, and they do it because because that's the kind of people we are. We give and give and give, and so it, it's my honor to be that cheerleader for coordinators and to to know that these people are out there owning it every day and just knocking it on the park. Yeah, mine would be just don't forget why you started doing it in the first place. Um, Because sometimes you can get caught up in, how do I hand out all these monsters? I'm so stressed out. How do I get all these kids? Um, Just remember the purpose and the why you're doing it. And talk with others. I mean, it is so important for us as physical educators, for anyone to communicate with each other. And what's working at your school? And what are you doing here? I'm stuck in a rut here. I mean, constantly learn from others and you'll continue to grow. Amazing thoughts. Thank you. So we're going to go to just one last thing. Uh, and again, short and sweet, but what are your final thoughts? Jump rope for heart, hoops for heart, American Heart Association, you know, physical education. Just give us your final thoughts just to kind of take us home. Um, I- I'm sold. <laughs> we've gone over the why. We've gone over the how. Uh, you know, we do know how important it is and how awesome it is for our students. But uh, just send everybody home with our final thoughts. Well, this is Tyler. Um, we Our school takes on the idea that $50 saves a life and because uh, that's what it costs to train somebody in life-saving CPR. Our kids are really motivated when they hear how many lives they're able to save. And uh, that's that's the key, and, uh, and that's what this is all about. So um, I just think it, it's great to get your kids passionate behind it. Um, you know, we have wonderful, caring kids and uh, that we work with. We're in a great profession, and this is such a positive thing to get on board with. I love those words, Tyler. <laughs> I, I, 
you know, it's, it's like we have the greatest jobs in the world, right? And what a great opportunity to get out and and, and do something that's right for others and something that's fun and something that you can send your kids out into the world knowing that you've done the right thing. Yeah, I 100% agree with both with both of what both of you said um just continue just to do what you love our jobs are so much fun i mean we get to we get to create a different um child you know we really do create the whole child and a child that will be able to use what's learned from us for their entire lives so um just continue to enrich yourself and enrich your children Well, Stephanie and team and panelists, uh, again, I'm honored to be here, uh, you know, to be able to be in the quote unquote room with you all. Um, you know, again, I just, it was an amazing conversation, wasn't it, Stephanie? Yeah, it was. Thank you so much for, you know, for a, a teacher like me who hasn't put something on, this was definitely a learning experience and just... I'm inspired by all of you, and thank you for all of what you guys do for your kids, for your communities, and for our nation, and for our profession. It's it's really an honor to be here, and I've learned a abundance of gold from everyone here. Thank you so much. You, you got that right. And honestly, I mean, again, you guys, thank you for taking your time out. Uh, it's quote unquote. It's a Tuesday evening. If I got the right day, yep, I did. <laughs> you know, and you guys spent a lot of time with us, and you know, time away from your families, and time away from your lesson planning, and and all those other things that we do, uh, you know, during the week. So, uh, again, and you shared your expertise, and and we know that a lot of people learn from from everything that you said. So, uh, thank you from uh, the bottom of our hearts for all that you do. Oh, thank, thank you, you Stephanie. Absolutely. So uh, really fun conversation. Again, everyone, if if you haven't done it, uh, definitely step up, uh, give it a shot. Uh, you won't regret it. And I'm sure you're going to keep adding a banner up on the wall year after year after year, uh, because you will, you know, you will thoroughly enjoy it. So uh, Stephanie, you want to take us home? Uh, I mean, what, what more? You guys summed it all up. So um, again, want to reiterate your time. Thank you so much for spending it here with us. And um, you know, dedicating uh, your expertise to all of the viewers out there. And um, thank you to Shape America for allowing Matt and I to do this. Um, what right. what more can we ask for? Um, this is kind of like our own little professional development that we can do on our own time. And um, just shake. we're so grateful for Shape America and everything they've, you know, um, allowed us to do and for this opportunity. So um, this is... This is great, uh, and I hope that a lot of people out there take a lot away from this podcast and get to listen to it, whether it's chunk by chunk or all at the same time, um, but it, it's been awesome. Thanks for your time, and um, we can't wait to see you next time for another episode here, and uh, thanks for, for listening in, everybody. All right, signing off for the Shape America podcast. See ya. Happy teaching. See ya. Happy trails. All right, and that is officially a wrap. 
for the Jump Rope for Heart, Hoops for Heart podcast here, here at Shape America. And, you know, we just, again, want to thank you for tuning in and thank our panelists for just being here and being a part of the show. And, um, again, they shared a lot of amazing things. We hope you learned a lot from listening in and, and tuning in with us. So don't forget, if you got any questions, comments, feedback, um, anything like that, feel free to email us at podcast at shapeamerica.org and we'd be happy to answer those questions. Uh, get anything that you're saying or questions you want asked on the show. Well, we really think that that would be awesome. So make sure you do that. Again, uh, if you're not a Shape America member, it's definitely a really, really great organization and uh, it's really good to be a part of and the things that they advocate for and share um, with their members is just outstanding. So uh, if you're not, make sure you take a take a good long look into that. Um, uh, any day is a good day to join. And again, don't forget about those state associations as well. Uh, they'll help you out. You'll help them out. And uh, a lot of kids are going to win um, just from you know, you being a part of those things. So um, if you've enjoyed the show, don't forget, stop on over uh, at iTunes and, you know, check a look, take a look at all the other episodes that are out there. And don't forget to just leave a rating on and, um, you know, let us know how we're doing. Again, we'd love to have your input on the show as well. So we'll pull someone uh, who gives us a little rating out and, and give a big shout on the show. So Again, we, we appreciate you turn, tuning in wherever you're at and learning with us. And uh, again, uh, thanks for being here. So without further ado, I'm Matt Pomeroy, and I am signing off for the Shape America podcast. Until later, happy teaching.